on the show right now, stuff uh, reporter and a long-time tennis uh, reporter, David Long. David, Happy New Year, my friend. How are you? Yeah, hi there, Brett. Happy New Year to you. I'm all good, thanks. Brilliant, brilliant. I did see a photo that you and um, the esteemed Michael Burjo Burgess posted the other day. What is it, 20-odd 20, 20 years, you two are calling the uh, summer of tennis um, for, for your respective publications? Well, that's right, yeah. I mean, I do post up my seniority over him. I've been doing it since 2001, and he's <laughs> years after me, so he's still just a junior um, compared to me, I like to think. Does it does it feel like something's missing when Matt Brown's not there? He's just he actually went to Anfield this morning to watch Newcastle and Liverpool play, which I'm sorry he enjoyed a lot. But it must must feel yeah. kind of weird now that Brownie's out of the media game. It's very quiet. I can say <laughs> that quite, uh, confidently. It's a lot a lot quieter around around here now that he's not here. So and a lot more sort of calmer. So uh, you know, it was, Matt was always great to have around here and enthusiasm we brought to everything but yeah definitely it's a lot more peaceful here now indeed you wouldn't find a more passionate tennis man than brownie uh yesterday you mentioned monique barry she's on with um stephen mcgriver just after two o'clock uh what did you make of her performance it seemed to me a case if she'd managed to squeeze that tie break she probably could have gone on and won that game yeah definitely i mean that was that was the turning point for the match and oh, you often see when um you know inexperienced players play someone um with, with far more experience and a far higher ranking that you know, they hang in there for one set, and if it doesn't it doesn't quite go their way, they can lose that that second set uh, quite badly. It wasn't the case. She, she lost that second set six two. Uh, it was tight for quite a while, um, but then she did sort of um, fall away a bit at the end. But it was a, a really impressive performance from Monique, and uh, you know, I think she surprised a lot of people about mm. how well she played because her results. Um, uh, through last year on the ITF circuit weren't that impressive really to be honest um, and she, she's done like six, six, four, nine in the world rankings and mm. it, it you know a lot of people were, were sort of fearing this could be a 6-1 six, 6 love or something like that match and you know and credit to her she she uh, raised the game and, and she, as she said to me afterwards you know she wanted to go if she was going to lose she wanted to go down fighting and she and she played aggressive she attacked attacked whenever she could and uh, you know and it worked really well for her I, you just hope now that she can take confidence from it and belief uh, from her performance here, and then when she goes back onto the ITF circuit, you know she can have this mm. momentum uh, and belief, and then go on and try and get her ranking back up, so that um, you know she can be back here again, and you know maybe one day get in, into the main draw for her own ranking. So no obvious upsets on day one. I'm sure the tournament organisers stoked that Amanda Anisimova uh, dodged the bullet in her first round as well. Um, but everything according to plan, and for you for day one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was um, quite a long day, really. It was supposed to be mm. sort of quiet, sort of ease into the tournament, but there were three um, long three-set matches in the middle of the day. And the Anisimova um, against uh, Anastasia Pavlichenkova match was, was, on paper, it looked like the, the best match of the day, and it was a fantastic match. The only disappointment was because everything else went so long um, that by the time that they came on court, um, a lot of people had already left because it was getting a bit chilly. So... Um, yeah, it was disappointing that it wasn't the big crowd for it, but understandable. But it was a great match, and it was fantastic to see Alison Moba playing as well as she was in her first match uh, since um, April, and her first win on WTA Tour since February. Um, you know, she's been through a lot. Um, she's had a, uh, some mental health issues which she needed to sort out, but she, you know, she feels like she's ready to be, be back on the tour, and it was, a, it was fantastic to see 
to see her, you know, not just only back, but to also see her back playing well like she did last night. David, I look at today's draw and I see names Petra Martic, Coco Goff, Evelina Svitolina, Caroline Wozniacki, Emma Raducanu. You've watched a lot of women's tennis on centre court there um, on the old Stanley Street. Has there been a more jam-packed day of talent than what we're going to see uh, this afternoon and this evening? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I, I've mentioned this before in my, in my stories. I think this is the... I've never seen so many big-name players um, all play on one day like there is here. You know, sometimes you have a you have two or three big names in the draw, and we've, and we've seen that in the past. But to have, you know, four absolute superstars all playing on one day, uh, you know, it, it's it's fantastic and it's, it's 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 really good for the tournament. And not only that, we've also got Erin Routliff in the doubles Indeed. Uh, tonight, and we've also just had uh, Lulu's son, uh, Tiara Lau's greatest ever tennis player, win her uh, first round match on an outside court. Brilliant. This so. Yeah, it's great to see her out in the second round of the tournament. That's that's fantastic. Um, the highlight, obviously, today, um, aside from the fact that we're going to see the, the one of the best women's players in the world in Coco Golf on Center Court, is Wozniacki and Svitolina. Um, I know it's a it's a tournament director's worst nightmare when the wild card draws uh, the second seed, um, but that's the game that you play, I guess. Uh, but what a, a, a tremendous game of tennis you're going to get to witness this afternoon. It will be. It will be fantastic. I was sitting not far away from uh, Nicholas Lamperin when the draw was being done and we've seen all the names come out and both sort of looking and realising that um, uh, Radicanu and uh, Wozniacki still hadn't come out and we get really near to the bottom and he looked over at me and started had a sort of nervous sort of <laughs> smile on his face and realising what might just happen here and it, it ended up turning up just that way. So um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame in some ways that... Um, you know, it's definitely worthy of being a final, but also incredible for, for the tournament to have a, a blockbuster match like this uh, so early on in the tournament. Um, and you can sort of sort of the buzz around the place um, with anticipation, you know, for that match. You know, not just for seeing Toto today, but for knowing, people knowing they're going to see a real, you know, a real great match um, between greats of the game this afternoon. David, I've only got a couple of minutes. Um, just, uh, and I, I don't really sort of understand the ins and outs of it, but I've seen some reports that this might be the last year where we do have real quality fields because of the prize money or the tournament ranking. Can you just sort of give us a little bit of an education on what that sort of chat is around what the future is for these two tournaments? Yeah, so well, if it's unchanged for the ATP. Um, there's, um, for the ATP, Nicholas Amperin can get whoever he wants with, right. with much money he wants to pay. He can get... He can get um, Medvedev, uh, Djokovic, Alcaraz down there if he wanted, to, if he had enough money for it. But from this year, so it's actually started this week. WTA rule is that you're only allowed, you're not allowed any, for WTA 250 tournament, which is at the classics level, you're not allowed any top 10 players or uh, only two players between 11 and 30 in the world ranking. And those players between 11 and 30 can only play in two WTA 50s a year. Right. But the thing is, there is an exemption for defending champions to come back. So Coco was allowed to come back because she won this tournament last year. So the tournament needs Coco or Alina or someone like that to win this week. Mm. Otherwise, it's more than, you know, it's, they, can't, they can't come back again next year. But so, I, I, uh, I guess in, in saying that, though, like um, that's the chance to bring Wozniacki and maybe like Azarenka and people like that who aren't within sort of the top. So, so there is a, I guess there's a silver lining there, but you're right. Like you want a Coco Goff to almost win this thing back to back to back. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the thing about women's tennis, which is why Nico Lampin's not, you know, he's, he's, he's it wasn't like this, but he's not overly concerned because there is that fluctuation in women's tennis mm. and not always 
um, the biggest names are in the top 10. You know, you, you can get a lot of players in the top 10 who could come here and, and no one would really know that well, to be honest, yeah. unless you're a big tennis fan. Whereas, you know, he's been able to pull in uh, Anisimova, Wozniacki, Raducanu, you know, all well, well down in the rankings, but all, you know, really, really big names. So, you know, it, it makes it harder for him how the, the rule is going to be. And, you know, there's talk that the WTA are going to look at it uh, in the next six months and decide whether they want to keep it or not. Um, we'll see then the players are against it because they want they want to play all around the world. Uh, tournaments where they can get, a, get appearance fees and they can come here and get a lot of money by by signing up for top 10 players. But um, that's, that's, they've stopped from doing that under this new rule. So the players are against it. We'll just have to wait and see what the WTA decides later in the year. All right, David, look, enjoy the day, man. I, I know that you'll be buzzing. Um, you're going to be witness to what is going to be a sensational day of women's tennis, man. I am envious. Um, and and have, a, have a great afternoon. Yeah, thanks very much, Brad. All the best. Thank you. That's David Long from Stuff. You can read his stuff at stuff.co.nz, one of the premier uh, sports writers around the country.